0: in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
2: are you ready it's the round table with me robert bannon Hey, beautiful people. It's another edition of the Roundtable Revival, where we look back at some of my favorite interviews in my career. Yes, my friend Mike came up with that. Isn't that clever? Because a revival is a show that comes back. And this is an interview that comes back. I am often asked, who is my favorite interview? Robert. Who's your favorite interview? Who's your favorite interview? Who's your favorite interview? I don't have an answer because I love them all for their own special way. They're like my children. But if I was really pressed, I think Justin Guarini and Josh Groban are in a battle for the nicest people in show business. They are just amazing. So I figured we might as well show Justin Guarini. Justin chatted with me before Once Upon a One More Time. Before it was even announced, Justin just came on to tell us about how you can get the life you achieve, how you can book that audition, how you can do anything you set your mind to. He is so freaking talented. It is disgusting. I am disgusted by Justin Guarini. He is so talented and sweet and kind and charming. Ugh, how dare. And his hair is great. Well, he went on to do Once Upon a One More Time, and he was fantastic. We saw him opening night. We saw him at Broadway Barks. We love, we stand the Guarini. We love it. So let's go back pre the summer, pre Britney. And let's just go back to talk about Justin giving you the tips of the trade. My friend, Justin Guarini joins us now. Uh, Justin Guarini is a Broadway star, a singer, and an inspirational... Wait till you hear his story. Wait till you see what he's written and what he can help you with. Justin, I need you in my whole life. You need to come fix my whole entire life right now. Justin Guarini is here. (laughs) Fix my life, Justin! (laughs) I am not... And now you van Zant. I'm not here
1: to fix anybody's life. <laughs> but, well, it's it's an honor to have you here. Thank you so much. It's, thanks. It's so much. It's so wonderful to be here. And I got to say, you know what? We have been going back and forth for months and months and months about this. And um, I have been running around all over the place doing a whole bunch of stuff, but I cannot stress how proud i am of you for your patience and grateful no. i am for you for your patience and everything and get making this happen because no, well, i I'm wanted not... to do this and now we're here and we're here it not have happened had you not continued been like come on let's go let's make this happen let's go let's Stalk let's you happen. since i've stalked you just saw endlessly stalking you fine <laughs> happy about it
2: <laughs> well i'm i'm a fan i'm a fan of your whole thing your energy your Thank music you. Your your tenacity and um, your personality. I mean, I understand. Look, I'm a singer. I'm an actor. I'm a fifth grade school teacher in real life. But I fell into this personality world, and that's kind of you too. Like when you have that, you just have such good vibes and positivity and energy oh, around you. You. you are. You're just sunlight and good, all good things. So, <laughs> to go back before we talk about your the unshakable confidence and your and and your profit under pressure and all that mm-hmm. you're doing to help people be their best selves. Mm-hmm. You've been at this game literally since you're like a little mini Justin Guarini. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah it, it's interesting. I I first really got a taste of performance when um, my mother, who was an anchorwoman on, um, there was a ABC channel, ABC affiliate in Columbus, Georgia, I mean, just a few weeks after she had me, literally brought me onto the set and uh held me up as a baby and i think something about the lights uh, <laughs> got me from that point yeah that's it yeah. <laughs> show baby and, and here he, here it is yeah. Cool. yeah when it's in you it never leaves that's it it's just sure scary. yeah no and it's been an interesting it's been interesting because i've now i'll be 44 this year. And I, I realized that I've lived long enough to really see and understand that life is just so cyclical, just like this business is so cyclical, the entertainment business. And I was born to do what it is that I do. My mother was an anchor woman eventually on CNN. Uh, and I would wake up at, you know, some ungodly hour, and she would be putting on you know pancake makeup or whatever they used back then. Uh, and then she would go read the news and i would go and have lunch with the weatherman and this is cnn right and then my dad was in politics he was in policing for a long time ended up becoming chief of police in atlanta and uh i would be around politics and lights and media and all this stuff and and growing up that was normal for me celebrity being around all of that was normal for me and then once i decided that that was what i wanted to do with my life it just kind of fit hand in
2: glove well and then you you move to pennsylvania this is the story that i've read you you go to pennsylvania and then you get involved in singing and originally you're singing in a cappella groups choirs through yes. school yes. and that if you're a singer out there that's a whole separate skill than just taking a mic and singing karaoke at the chinese restaurant yeah, which i've also done <laughs> how, did, how did how did all that choir singing and a cappella singing and everything get you ready for music and musical theater get you ready and prepare you for the future for a lot of the kids that watch the show um i always tell them like getting involved and just going out there and singing singing with other people and learning how to be in a room with a bunch of people how did that set you up for what was to come
1: well I'll, i'll answer that two different ways and and start with the present and then go to the past we now live in the best time ever to be able to leverage use technology to get a message out there to get our face out there to get whatever it is that we want to say out there, right? If we have one of these, or whatever device you're watching this or listening to this on right now, then you are further ahead than anybody else in history has been, when it comes to your ability to, again, get your message out there to be seen to be heard, and and to be found, right? And one of the biggest you know, uh, resources we have is time, right? We think, oh, I need money, I need all this, no, time is your greatest resource. And if you are young and you're listening or watching this right now, It is the greatest thing for you to understand that just getting out there and doing it. I mean, look at TikTok, right? My wife just showed me somebody last night who just started posting videos of themselves singing and this beautiful angelic voice and nobody for the first few months paid attention. And then a few people did and then a few more people did and now a year later 365 days later this person is now doing concerts they're touring around and that's the power that we have right now most people would have given up after a few weeks most people would have given up after a few months but because they use their time and the fact that they don't have a, a car and a house and a job and some of the other things that most grown-ups have they were able to turn in, in less than a year just something that they were doing on tiktok into an actual living and so my youth my childhood version of that was my parents said oh you know this this could carry this kid can carry a tune in a bucket as they say in the south and they decided to put me in choir And so I went into choir, into the Atlanta Boys Choir, which is very serious business. And I learned how to work with other people. I learned how to fit into uh, a system uh, and into uh, a group of folks who are all of the like mind, who all want to deliver this beautiful product, being a song in that case. And so the more that I did that, the more that I worked in acapella groups, the more that I went and I studied voice and, and I went to karaoke even, the more that I did all that stuff, it gave me the experience. I got to learn what I didn't know so that I could figure it out and, and and know it, right? I got to learn what I was really good at, what I wasn't so good at, what I enjoyed, what I didn't enjoy. And there is no substitute for experience. And again, if you're a, a young person listening to this right now, the more experience, the more doing of the thing that you can get, the better, because it is going to pay down the line over and over again. And if you're not a young person listening to this, I would encourage you. I mean, what is young these days, right? It's a relative <laughs> term. But right. you know, uh, there's a, a, a false belief out there that oh, I'm too old. Ah, it's too late. And I would just encourage you to Google performers, actors, famous people, if you will, who started their careers after 40 started their careers after 50. There are so many of them household names, that were up until like, for example, Harrison Ford, right? He was a carpenter. He was somebody banging nails into wood right up until he got this audition for a little thing called Star Wars. And he was by no means in his twenties. It might've been in his thirties, late thirties, I think. And so you know that experience and and starting when you're younger and doing everything you can no matter what age you're at to get that experience to get the understanding of the doing of the thing to finding out that hey i don't like this i do like this i want to do this i don't want to do that is is so so valuable and it's never
0: too late to start okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh oh
2: this whole show starting over the pandemic was started Mm -hmm. my whole career at 18 years old i gave up singing and performing i went became a school teacher Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna let that go and then at 33 my album and my music is called unfinished business because it chased me it's something that if you're a kid and you love what you love you can't you you wake up and you sing show tunes or you want to sing it's going to just be in your body so just go go. yes 15 years later you'll be like the hell was I thinking? I like what? Yeah. What?
1: yeah. So and, 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 and being younger, like, even when I was younger, and, and it's not really until the past four or five years, right? The past four or five years, when I see my parents getting older, when I understand that, really, truly understand that this life is, it's not short, but at the same time, you know it, it has it has uh their guardrails on it right it has it has a beginning and an end and i recognize that like wow the one thing that i do not want to have when i am hopefully old and gray and getting ready to transition out of this life into whatever comes next i do not want to sit and think oh i should have would have could i wish i had right? right and that's it and it's and it's something about When I go to, for example, visit my father, who's 86, he lives in Atlanta, he'll be 87 next month. And I cannot walk into his house and smell the way his house smells and him and and see all the wonderful plaques and the interesting things from my life and the photos and everything from from the entirety of the 86 years of his life i cannot help but to think oh my goodness i am so happy to be home i love this man so very much i i i just I'm so filled with joy and gratitude. And at the same time, I'm so afraid to lose this person. I understand that every single minute with this person is precious. I understand that all of these plaques and photos and everything and all this memorabilia are, are just things, but they will never compare to hearing my dad sneeze or hearing my dad just say anything or, you know, snoring at night when I go past the room. Those things are so precious. And so when the the sooner that you can understand, hey, I will only be this age for this moment, right? And like, life is happening, not to me, but it's happening for me. And every single second, again, that time, you can always make more money, I know, you might not believe that you can always wait, make more money, you can always make more friends, you can always make a lot of other things, but you can't make more time. And so when you're able to understand oh my goodness just just go out and karaoke just go out and audition for that show just go and and listen to something like this this uh broadcast here right and just just keep putting in more fuel for your passion as much kindling as much fuel as you can for your passion Um, and no matter what, it will pay off, but you got to do it, and you got to do it every single day if you truly believe in it. If you don't, go and find something else to do. Yeah. Listen,
2: see, I told you you were gonna fix our lives. I told you.
1: <laughs> hey, look. I, if, there, if there's any one little nugget that you can take from this, I, if you can't tell, because I'll, t- I can talk about it until the the cows come home, as they used to say. Um, I, I'm really passionate about this, and I'm really passionate about helping, and especially young people, because that's who I love to work with. Really, really understand a lot of these principles, a lot of these lessons early, 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 early. Because when you can plant, it's like, what do they say? Like when you plant a tree, right? The best time to plant a tree was five years ago. The second best time is to plant it today,
2: right, right, right now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, while we're on the subject, can you tell us a little bit, What tell us about Profit Under Pressure? Oh,
1: yes. Profit hey. Under Pressure. Well, I made that business and I, um the Profit Under Pressure LLC. And the reason why I said Profit Under Pressure is because as performers, what do we do? We are constantly put under pressure pressure. Sometimes we get an audition the day before, sometimes hours before we're supposed to show up, right? Even if we have gotten the job and and in the sense of Broadway, right? Most people don't even know that it's about three, three and a half weeks, if you're lucky, three weeks to put together a show before you have to put it up on the stage on Broadway. Three weeks! To learn all the music learn all the blocking learn all the everything the choreography everything to get your costumes done properly to all the things and that's a tremendous amount of pressure that we're put under and so what i wanted to show people and help them understand is that you can profit under pressure now let's look at the word profit why do i say profit when i say profit most people think about money and that's true right profit is money right and it's making money but but something that my dad taught me like hey why do we go into business to make what and i said to, to make money and he's like no 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 no, no. we go in business to make profit you can go into business and you can make money but if i go into a business and i'm spending five thousand dollars every single day but i'm only making twenty dollars back yes i'm making money but i'm losing you know four thousand eighty dollars right? <laughs> <Right. In business. laughs> right. and so many businesses are like that that's why only a small percentage of people in America actually own their own business, because the majority of them fail, and the majority of them do not have people at the helm who are like you and me, who are willing to suffer through not making money, who are willing to suffer through not making a profit in order to fix the dials and the knobs and to get it right. And so when I I talk about profit, it's so important to understand that profit goes beyond just money. When you're in an audition, you can profit from the experience. And that means gain something that you didn't have before. When I talk about auditioning, I love to help people understand that you are not this, like Oliver, like, please um, have some more. You're not going into the audition to beg them for the job. That is the energy that we all go into it with and have at some point gone into the room with. But what's the more profitable way of going in? Well, it's recognizing that, hey, you know what? I'm an artist and i have studied in class i've maybe gone to school i've taken voice lessons i have put in the work to understand and to memorize the script and or this choreography or whatever it is i am an artist i am a performer i respect myself i respect the craft hmm. just that alone puts you in the frame of mind that okay i'm an artist walking into this room not to be face a firing squad, not to face my betters, not to face this panel of judges. No, I'm walking into a room of other artists. I am an equal. They need me just as much as I need them. And it's not an ego play. It's just a perspective shift. Because when you walk into an audition room and you want to profit under that pressure, recognizing that, hey, I'm an artist you wonderful folks on the other side of the table artists too here's what i have to offer do you want to partner with me on this yes great no great either way you walk out of the room and where's the profit then where's the gain then when you understand that your job is not to get the job your job is to understand how to audition and understand how to Uncover the value that you have in the most clear way. It changes the whole game of auditioning, because you're not trying to get the job. You're not begging, saying, "Please validate me. Tell me that all this money that I and/or my parents have spent, you know, is right, right? All this time. No, no, no. Please just tell me that I'm good. No, no, no. You understand that I have value, and I deserve to be paid and respected for that value. Would you like to partner with me? Do you see my value? Yes. Great, let's go. No, great, I understand. The experience of auditioning, the things that I have experienced inside this room, if I know how to go analyze them and know how to go really pull the profit out of that, helps me to understand that the next time I walk in the room, I'm not going to make this choice and or this mistake or whatever, I'm gonna do X, Y. And it's the doing of it. Again, for the young people listening to this, this is so vital. Because your job is not to get the job. Your job is to go in and audition and understand how the process and the system works. Your job is to walk in and understand what does that director really truly want? What's going on with them? What's that choreographer really truly want and need? And how can I uncover the value that I have in a way that that director sees me more clearly, that choreographer sees me more clearly, that music director hears me more clearly, that producer understands that I am a source of value because the producer does not care about you, I mean, any more than we care about human beings. No, they care about the fact that they have hundreds, if not millions, Millions of thousands of millions of dollars that they have to make sure that they get back so that the people who have paid them get paid. And so that a business, right? Profit, profit, profit. And I know I'm I'm talking a lot and throwing a lot out here. However, going back to it, that's why profit under pressure is so important to me. Why I named the company that because we as performers, and look, I'm just as guilty of it as anybody else we are far too often broke because we are broke-minded we're taught trained and educated to be broke-minded why it's not like it's some some devious plot that the producers and or the people in power uh, have launched no we live in a business of scarcity of not enough for everyone right there's this many actors and this many jobs this yep. many you know people who want to be singers and this yep. many record labels and or band camps or whatever else you want to yep. put right right and and yet going back to this right here this is our greatest ally and also our greatest enemy too but we now have the opportunity to break out of that, we always have, but we really have the opportunity to break out of that scarcity mindset and that, oh, there's uh, there's not enough people, there's not enough money, there's not enough time, there's not enough all that auditions, there's not enough jobs. When we really truly leverage the things and the technology and the stuff that we have, we realize that guess what? It doesn't take a million people to make a living at this job. It doesn't take 100,000 people to make a living in performance. It doesn't take a thousand people It takes about a hundred people who will buy anything and everything that you put out who are passionate about what it is that you do and you can make a living are you going to be on lifestyles of the rich and famous probably not however you're going to be able to feed and clothe yourself and you're going to be able to fund more of the things that you're passionate about all it all takes a hundred people. You know how many? Eight? What? Eight, nine billion people on the planet. We can all find a hundred. And guess what? Now, because we have this, we can reach them in any corner of the world.
2: I'm sorry. I'm just going. I know I'm throwing no, a lot Justin. Go. I am like, I, I need the. I need you. Just come live here in my closet and help me. No, you. You could bring your kids and your wife too. I. Yes. You no, know, what is so moving to me? Again, I'm. And this isn't about me. It's about the people watching. But for my whole life, you know, Juilliard. I went to Juilliard Prep. I went to all these auditions. I'm gonna throw all the. You know, no. You're never gonna make it. Now you're at a certain age. You give it all up. And then one day I woke up and said. F it. I don't, I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm going to do it on my own, make my own terms. If it's this, if it's putting out music on my own, if it's putting on a show on my own and investing in myself, because I was tired of waiting for the yes. I I was the yes. Just
0: yes, I'm going to do it.
1: Yes. And that's it. That, that you just hit on something so beautiful and so poignant, right? Because you went to Juilliard, like the cream of the crop when it comes to schools of performance. And uh i was sitting at um a place called birds in hollywood Mm -hmm. and uh robin williams was like a couple of tables away and through some somehow robin came over and he sat with us and he was talking about how he went to juilliard and he's like you know what juilliard they'll break you down they'll break you down they'll break you down they'll break you down but then they build you up right and then they give you the and we go to school so much whatever performance school or whatever acting studio we go to most of the time the the challenge is stripping away a lot of that crap that gets in the way of us connecting to our own feelings, connecting to what is ultimately, like you said, the yes, that's inside of us. We are waiting and we're taught, trained and educated to wait for someone else to tell us a yes, a director, a casting director, a producer, uh, um, uh, a record label or whatever it is. We're waiting for that, yes. But again, because of what we have access to now, like you so beautifully put it, we are the yes. And we continue to say yes to ourselves, we continue to say yes to new experiences. We continue. It's like uh, what is it? Um, uh the year of yes, Shonda Rhimes, right? Read that book. <laughs> Read that book is the year she just kept saying yes, and it's like, oh my goodness, when we begin to say yes to ourselves, that creates an energy inside of us that attracts the kind of experiences, the kind of people that will say yes to us as well. So that's. Absolutely beautiful and so brilliant.
2: That's you. And y- it is true where t- you're taught the second you're an artistic person, you're going to be broke. You'll never make a living. Yes. You're, what's your backup plan? You're going to wait the rest of your life. You're never mm-hmm. going to make it. Yeah. Um, we bring that energy and carry that pressure and energy around us. Mm-hmm. All the time. Um, well, tell us what, like, what do we, how can we get involved? How can you help us? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. I <clears throat> right now,
1: um as of this recording i'm about to go down to florida and to teach coaches authors entrepreneurs business folks how to get up on a stage and deliver their message and create not just a talk or a speech but to create an experience and that's super important an experience that helps their ideal client say yes ultimately that's what we want you know it's so brilliant that you said yes because it is it is all about creating the yes and so what i've done in the past is i've focused exclusively on performers i wrote a book called audition secrets volume one which you can get on um, amazon um if you go to the website that you just put up there or justinguarini.com you can find out uh more about what it is that i do and 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 how i do it but i love just i love teaching and working with actors matter of fact just yesterday i'm wearing my oscar hammerstein museum shirt uh, because i'm so fortunate to live in the town where oscar hammerstein's house was is and so i just was teaching uh, some one-on-ones to uh, some wonderful students in oscar hammerstein's house which highland farms which was just uh, i mean just to walk into that place and to know that like stephen sondheim was just like hanging out there you know i mean like the crazy history and that it just blows my mind and, and so that's what I do with with actors. And and I am in the process of creating uh, a website and an app where people uh, in performance can come and they can take my audition secrets masterclass, they can have access to the book, there's a whole actors toolkit, where you can on the day of your audition, listen to audios, get yourself on like an athlete would, right? You know, we see athletes, whether we're watching football mm-hmm. or, or the Olympics, and they've got the headphones on and their fo- well, there's a method and a routine that they go through every single time whether it's what they eat what they listen to how much rest they get it is all set because they know that when they can get into a healthy set of routines they'll know what to expect of their bodies they'll know what to expect of their minds Well, we're no different as performers whether you're a singer actor dancer or anything in between we're athletes a lot of people don't give us that credit but you know we're athletes and there are a lot of people who would be huffing and puffing and wheezing if they did what we did for five minutes much less the three hours of a show or a concert or whatever it is that we do right so why shouldn't we behave like athletes do they we don't need to reinvent the wheel there's a reason why tom brady for example is playing at 45. It's not cuz he's just got some great DNA or cuz he's super cool or because he's just like, you know, gets a little bit of rest. No, he put a team of people around him that help him understand what he should eat, when he should eat it, how he should eat it, how much he should stretch, how much he should lift and or what and and the supplements that he should take. Now, we don't have to get that detail if we don't want to, but there is something to be said for okay. I'm going to treat myself like an athlete. I'm going to have a warm up, and I'm going to do it at this certain time when it's on my on my audition day. I'm going to listen to this certain audio and get myself spiritually and mentally in a place to audition. You know what? I'm going to read through my sides, and I'm going to memorize them this way. And I'm going to all of that. And the more that we can get into a routine, and that can be difficult for some people because we are artists, and we like to be free. <laughs> Freedom can be hard to fight against. However, if you know uh, just... We, we do understand routine, right? Choreography is just a routine set to music, right? If we can do that, we can also set a routine for ourselves that helps to what? Set us up for success. That's really my whole, if I could just, the undercurrent of everything that I do when it comes to Audition Secrets is I want you to be set up for success. That's really it. And then I move uh, also to helping coaches, entrepreneurs, authors, people who get up on stage, keynote speakers, create the kind of experience that is commonplace for us as performers right you know nobody goes to Wicked and says oh my goodness you know the uh uh the seats were so great you know oh my god and maybe some people do right or or nobody goes and says you know what i just really loved how when uh, they put the cloak on Elphaba. The, it didn't make a snapping noise, right? No, the costume. We talk about those little things, but overall, we talk about, oh my gosh, that was an amazing show. That was an amazing experience, right? And it's the costumes and the seats and the theater and the music and everything else and the lighting that all goes together to create that experience. So I love doing that for for people outside of our industry as well.
2: So. Well, that's no, no better man for the job than right here. If you got to go to justingarini.com or follow Justin on Instagram or follow, get his book, do get the whole thing. <laughs> Thanks. Um, real quick before I let you go, because I already took so much of your time. Can we? Awesome. Just, you were talking about theater. We all know we, you, you come from a place in time. We all know how we know you, etc. And there's a really interesting story about a crossroads about theater that I'll talk to in a moment. But let's, can we take a little memory lane theater look, Look, talk about Wicked? Ah, yeah. Fier. Hey, Fierro. I love this role. Some of the greatest musical theater performers really have been Fiero. So look, I love it. And then look at you and Drew Gasparini. Oh, Drew, my man. I love Drew Gasparini. And look, at I was a Roger in Rent once. That's a beast of a show. A, oh, I'm so glad and, that that show, we did it at
1: uh, the Surflight Theater in New Jersey. New Jersey. And I'm telling you, I'm glad that run was only, you know, do it i don't know how many weeks three weeks or something like that because by the end of it i was like oh i was bleeding as roger does not my last show when he says me me i was like me, me, me. <laughs> yeah exactly oh, uh, and yeah go ahead oh ahead. No, no please yeah it was so great and you know what i drew and uh uh my friend shayla benoit there are so many lifelong friends i have made in that cast. And I got to tell you, Drew is one of my favorite people, he is about to go up, uh, I think his first Broadway show will be the Karate Kid. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, this was 10 years, almost 11, almost 12 years ago, that this happened in this photo and and the amazing growth that he has made the strides that he has made. Again, it's like, and I think Tony Robbins said, it's like we vastly overestimate what we can do in one year, and underestimate what we can do in 10. And this literally is about 10 or 11 years. And Drew was already talented. He was already funny as all get out. He was already someone who was a great friend and a great person. And now here 10 years later, he is about to have his his due on Broadway, has earned every single second of it. He has a great podcast, has improved and learned over 10 years, and I'm telling you, he is about to, not about to, I mean, he's already been killing the game anyway, but he is about to, he's about to be that guy that comes out of, we think comes out of nowhere, right? And, and yet he has put in so much work and, and, and shared so much of his beautiful art with people, and and I couldn't be prouder of him.
2: That's a perfect example of that, that tenacity to keep going and not to stop.
1: 11 years, yeah. Um,
2: I loved the show I did not know Me you too. but I, I loved I loved in transit a lot. oh so great and I love telly and I love this cast and yeah. it was talk about acapella
0: and ooh,
1: yeah that was the greatest show that not enough people saw and yeah. it was it was fantastic and and again that was another whew, I don't know if I could do that again because we I certainly sang 90 minutes out of the 100 minutes oh, of right. that show because we were everything it was literally a cappella. There was no music whatsoever. If there was that transit as the scenes shift, we were the transition music. And I'll tell a quick story about that. Please put that picture up really good. Can you put that picture up one more time? Yeah. So right in the uh top right of the screen, that's that's Margot. And uh Margot and then I don't know if she's on the stage. Yes, Margo and, and then um one of the other characters down there on the stairs. Um the two of them had to go backstage at one point. And because it was acapella and because there's like oohs and ahs and all things that are happening with scenes out on the stage, Margo at one point had to look at another one of our actors and they would have to ooh at the same time and Margot then would stop ooing The other actor would ooh and sing her part. Margot would quick do a costume change, take a drink of water, and then look at the actor and start ooing again. The other actor would stop and go off. So we had to have this sort of like baton change uh, of highly coordinated <laughs> things so that the notes, because again, what do you see? Is that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven? 10, 11, maybe 10 or 11 people up there that's the only people singing in the cast. There were no people backstage singing, it was it. So if you weren't on the stage, there were times when you had to be sitting backstage and just singing along and being the underscoring while one or two people were out on the stage. And so it just was, it was awesome. And also one of those things where, you know, during the rehearsal period, uh, especially when we got to a certain point, there
2: there would not be a day that went by where somebody didn't cry. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I I you have to sing in tune and you have to sing harmonies and there's no music.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, it was something. <laughs> and then recently, um, and I can't wait for this to keep growing and going. But I I I love the idea of once upon a one more time. Yes,
1: um, I am so excited. Well,
2: time. I mean, this is you guys are are let's go. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 uh lovingly known
1: as the Britney Spears musical, and so I'm really excited about that because we're taking an unbelievable performer, someone who has had a a, a huge experience, a a huge influence, rather, on people from our generation, uh, certainly, uh, and many generations, and we're taking all of the gorgeous work that she has done uh, musically and we're setting it to this beautiful, empowering, unique Cinderella story and um, right now there are a few Cinderella stories out there on Broadway. And so I, I think we're looking more to next year, hopefully, yeah. um, uh, to getting on the stage. And, and yeah, and so it's very, very exciting. Uh, and just the fact that we have Keone and Mari Madrid, look them up, please. They are not only wonderful choreographers, they're wonderful directors. Uh, and um, man, it is. I don't think anybody really truly is going to see this coming and understands what exactly it is that we're going to do and and you know my hope is that we'll get to go up um next year and and just just rock it out but it is it is i've rarely had this much fun coming to the to the set every single day <laughs> and working because it's a great group of folks and you couldn't ask for better music better choreography better story as well
2: well, it's a great cast. I, I love Aisha Jackson sings her teeth out. Yes! Up there doing it. Like, you all are. You're going to blow things up on, on the Bronx.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. way
2: yeah. uh, And if you don't know, you know, you've seen him, like, for years and years on television. That's why I'm growing this beard. <laughs> you know. You know... <laughs> <laughs> you better slide down the railings and sing in that falsetto all the time uh, <laughs> so well, I, I don't even know there's nothing else to say about that let's That's, talk about it yeah i, I mean it,
1: it. you know what's so interesting as i come like, over here it's so interesting because this was a fluke not a fluke i don't want to say that this this was almost not supposed to happen because <clears throat> i was in wicked and i was doing it for nine months and uh, at the time, my wife and I had uh, small kids, and I was commuting back and forth from New York City to Pennsylvania. And that's about a five hour round trip. I was exhausted. And so, nine months of Wicked goes by. And you know, Wicked, she's a three hour tour. Even though, as Fiero, you don't do nearly as much as the ladies do, it's still something. And so, I was going back and forth. I was exhausted. My agent gave me this audition and i was like i have no idea why you handed this to me i don't look like a rock star i don't sound like these rock stars because i had all these 80s rock stars as reference and i'm like i don't look or sound like any of these people i'm just gonna go home the contract for wicked ended after the nine months and i said i'm gonna enjoy my my holidays and my manager at the time called me up and said did you turn this audition down i was like yes i don't have anything to do with it long story short she badgered me into going in. And I give her so much credit for that because I went in and this is a great, this is a great, great thing to end on because when it comes to auditions, I learned the most valuable lesson you could possibly ever learn in auditioning when it comes to this character, the Dr. Pepper character in Little Sweet. I walked into the waiting room and I saw all these people who looked like rock stars, who had all this, you know, glammed out, and I literally just showed up in like a, a t-shirt, and I think I may have had a, a little facial hair um, at the time, but not much. And I was like, I'm "Not getting this one. No, there's no way." And so, what did I decide to do? I walked into the room and I said, "You know what? I I I carted myself all the way up to New York here from from Pennsylvania. I'm here. I might as well have fun." And you know what I did? I decided to have fun and i put all of the fears of what are they going to think of me because it literally is just one person in the camera what are they going to think of me uh do i really even know what i'm doing am i good enough all those fears i put them aside and i said you know what i'm gonna have fun i'm gonna enjoy myself in here and wouldn't you know it in the stage direction it says little sweet slides in on his knees and so i just slid in on my knees and i just made it up and i made that all the singing all the everything i made it up because i wanted to have fun because i wanted to do the things that i do to make my kids laugh and to make my wife laugh when she's mad at me like all the things and i just decided i'm gonna have a good time and i sang stuff and i was like "Mm," and just was silly silly and now seven years later after that um my entire life my family's life. Um, you know financially and from a just an exposure standpoint has been completely revolutionized from this one audition seven years ago um and it was all because i decided to have fun i decided to just be myself and just enjoy myself and, and enjoy the process of auditioning and i show up it, it's one of those things where everyone including myself on the set everyone from the from the grips and the electric all the way up to the big corporate folks, they're like, this is the one sh- this is the one shoot that we look forward to every single year, right? Because it's so much fun and we've been it, it just is so much fun and that comes through. So in the audition room, you know and and in this career, especially when it comes to uh, performing and singing and dancing and acting, never ever forget that this is supposed to be fun. For my performers who are listening we get paid even if it's a little bit of money we get paid to play get paid to play dress up we get paid to not have to go and sit at a desk for you know eight or nine hours nothing wrong with that right go on get go on and do what you need to do for life but we get paid to play so remember that even in the most stressful times even when things are just like I'm not making any money doing this. I'm the, the that we are so blessed to be able to have the ability to express ourselves, to have the opportunity to take the, our passion and to continue to deliver and continue to deliver it. And and this is the last thing I'll say this business is cyclical what do i mean it's like a wheel it comes around and around and around and around and around the three things if you take nothing else from the conversation that we've had today the three things that i want you to know will give you success in this business hand it to you and it takes effort but it will hand you success in this business is first and foremost doing good work what i mean by that work that is meaningful to you, work that has value to you, that is in alignment with your passions. If you have Apple TV, watch Sydney. Sidney Poitier is a beautiful, beautiful documentary because he was given work as a Black actor, a lot of it. However, he turned so much of it down because it did not represent the way he wanted his people, our people, my people to be seen on the screen. So doing that good work. And then the second thing is being kind, not being kind because they say, well, you're going to meet the same people on the way down as we say way up, all that. be It's being kind because that's the right thing to do. Being kind, remembering that even if you are standing on stage with the Antoinette in your hand, knowing that there are a Holy host of people that stand behind you that made that possible from the person who is never seen slaving away who's sewing your costumes to the people writing the music to the directors to the all the people in the theaters the ushers the whatever it is remember to be kind because there are there is an army of people behind you and guess what there are a lot of people who are not kind in this business and you are remembered for being unkind just as you are for being kind. And then the last thing, probably the most important thing, I mean, get the other two right, please. But the most important thing, and I think that, that Robert, you are an example of this, I'm an example of this, and everybody who is anybody in this business is an example of this, is you must stay in the game. Do good work. Be kind. Stay in the game. And it's the most challenging thing to do because this business is uh, the, the entertainment business. It's like Las Vegas, right? You hear the, you see the dinging lights and people win and it's like, yeah, great. And they have their drinks and it's a concert also. But Las Vegas is not designed to just bring you in and keep you there. It's designed to bring you in, take all the money, time and effort out of you and then get you out. That's why after about three days, if you've been to Las Vegas, you're like, I gotta get out of here about three days. Cause that's it. It's designed to keep you in for about three days and then to shuffle you out and get the next people to come in and to give them as much money, time and effort as possible. Well, this business is the same way and it's designed to, to, to break most people. So when you can stay in the game, when you really study the people who are successful and see how they think, see the things that they do on a daily basis, see the things that they, the choices that they make in terms of products and projects. and how they don't just rely on, like you so beautifully said, waiting on a yes for somebody else. They create their own yes. And they leverage that technology and the stuff they have to create their own products that they're passionate about. Staying in the game becomes a lot easier. So when you can do good work, be kind, stay in the game, that wheel, comes around and around. And if you want to look at my career, it came around for American Idol. And it came around for Broadway. And it came around for this silly thing, the character that I get to play on Dr. Pepper. And now it's coming around again, as someone who uh, I get to be someone who is inspiring and mentoring folks. And it's going to keep coming around and around and around for me, and for you as well. Because you do good work because you're kind to people because you stay in the game and you keep growing and keep learning and keep trying to refine yeah. the product that you have and keep trying to just uncover the value that you have and so it is just if you can't tell i'm very passionate about this stuff and i, I just am so grateful that that you know we've spent this time together, and and that you know you've just given me the opportunity to to be a part of this show. So thank no,
2: you. No, the thank you goes to you because these lessons are things that people need to hear. They're things that I need to hear, and um, it, you're. The I sp- need to hear them too. I need to hear them and talk about them. It's just, it's just beneficial for me too. You are one of the most inspiring. Um, your 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 personality, your charisma that that is that is you is just so special. I wish I could bottle it and sell it um you are <laughs> you are me too oh my gosh if i can do that yeah we retire early and um and i i am so grateful to be able to, it was an honor to talk to you because i really admire the the work that you do and the tenacity and the spirit that is you. and uh, you're going to help a lot of people and we're going to be following and we're going to be watching and we're going to be looking and we're going to be supporting and uh, i can't wait till you're in new york uh, on back on broadway or in concert mm-hmm. or somewhere. I have to take you to lunch and say thank Please. you for this time because i have harassed you and um <laughs> i'm be- glad you have because look look but
1: again look look we spent months months going back and forth on this i was like yeah yeah, yeah i'm so sorry and then i got busy and i was like oh my god we'll make it a but look again it's just a microcosm of what it takes in order to to create moments like this right we've been was it 46 46 minutes minutes that we've been talking here and and yet you know that 46 minutes just like that three hour show there's months if not years that go into that three hour show right don't give up just keep
2: going yeah keep going I appreciate you, friend. Thank you so much for being here. Everyone go to justingorini.com. Keep up to date. Wait for him to put the app and all the information. Get the audition book. If you have a kid that's in the school play and wants to go to school, get started on it now. Go to Justin Guarini or follow Justin Guarini on Instagram. It's such a pleasure. I told you, isn't it sickening? Sickening. 48 minutes of Justin Guarini just being nice, telling you everything you need to know. He's just the best. Thank you, bud. Thank you, Justin. Sending you lots of love and light to you and your family out there in Pennsylvania. And we can't wait to see what's next. I hope you are with us all the time here on the Roundtable. We are here all the time. Every freaking day. (laughs) Is that Jersey? At the Roundtable with Robert Bannon. You can follow me at Robert M. Bannon on Instagram. Or you can go to robertbannon.com. I have an album. I have a Christmas show. I have events. We have Roundtables. We are on YouTube. We are everywhere. We are going to just keep on keeping on, just like Justin Guarini says to do. I look forward to seeing you again next time. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for watching the Broadway Podcast Network. I hope that you can download the app and stay tuned as we have so many great episodes coming your way. Thank you, everybody. The best is yet to come, and I'll see you next time. Have a good one.